code violation, verbal abuse. Hey y'all, and uh, welcome back to another episode of Yeah We Said It. Um, this, I believe, is our first slam recap episode because we don't usually do them because, um, you know, we would like to do them in victory and we haven't had that opportunity. Um, we talked about this, you and I, after, well, I guess right before Wimbledon ended, like just in case, I think, or maybe it was like right after and we were talking about like trying to change it up because clearly like, you know, skipping the recap episode is not working either. Right. So, <laughs> um, but we just couldn't, we couldn't uh, get it together with our schedules to record after Wimbledon. So we didn't do that, but you know, here we are. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a few days removed from the US Open. Uh, Grand Slam season 2019 is over. Sadly. Uh, and we, yeah. So, I don't feel pretty deflated. <laughs> uh, I have for a few days, so I don't know. I, you know. But, I guess we have to go on. Um, in a little bit of news, I only have one thing for on my side is that uh, Karen Hatchinoff has decided to shut down his 2019 season. Um, he said he thought he and his team thought that was best and they would, you know, try to regroup for 2020. Um, he had a very odd season, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know he was... Uh you know, injured that like that to, you know, take the rest of the year off. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I just skimmed that little iOS press release of his, so I don't know that it was necessarily like an injury that made him shut it down. I don't know. But I mean it's gotta be something pretty important, uh and pretty significant in order for him to not try to defend that uh Paris Bercy title. Right. So yeah, that that's gonna be a big chunk of his points coming off right there. Yeah, and he's currently number nine in the world, so he's he's gonna fall a, a little bit. Yeah, that's gonna hurt. But um, you know, hopefully he'll have a a better uh, follow up season than the other Paris Bercy winner that didn't do anything after. Who shall not be named. Um. <laughs> You had some news, right? Oh uh, yeah, just uh, somebody else shutting down a season. It was uh, Kevin Anderson. He's mm. shutting down his season now too, which is not very surprising at all. He's been right. injured like all year long, so yeah, it would definitely be best, especially at his age. It would definitely be best for him to 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 chill out and get try to be ready for Australia in January. Yeah, I hate to see him that injured. I don't. Um... I don't dislike him, so I like right. you know I'm not 
I'm not I'm not necessarily like happy to see him uh struggling that way. It's been it's been a rough year for him. So hopefully he can get healthy this offseason. And like you said, yeah, especially at his age and the offseason, especially for the men, is not very long at all. They pretty much have December. So mm-hmm. um and even then like you're already training, so they get you know, maybe a week or something. Um but yeah, um, I guess we always do the ladies first, so we'll start with uh, with that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, the first thing I have written down is Sabalenka defeating Azarenka twice in this tournament. Yep. Um, you know, defeating her in the singles in the first round. Um, and then again in the women's doubles final, Sabalenka and Elise Mertens claiming that title over Azarenka and Barty. Um, my question is, will Vika ever really truly game form or is it too soon to say? It's a very valid question, I think, because she's had her was climbing back up there. But then also she's you know can't seem to string together good wins anymore. Um, right. Was it? It was last year. Last year she made the semis in Miami, right? Right. And I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, during that run, I'm thinking, oh wow, you know, she's rounding back in the form. She's about to do it, and then you know nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's she's in a tough position because it seems like. I mean, you know, everybody's draw is tough because these girls are really playing out here. But yeah. for for her, it seems like she's always got a really, really super tough like first or second match at every tournament, and she doesn't make it through those. And I, I think I said this in a previous episode. At some point, she's got to make it through one of those tough matches and kind of allow the draw to open up after that. But she's not been able to really do that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. I guess we'll see if um, I was looking. I was looking towards the North American Hardcore Swing that this year to see if she would make a push anywhere, mm-hmm. and it you know it it didn't happen. So I don't know. Hopefully she can have a good a good uh, Asian swing, but um yeah. I, I, but her her ranking is really not that low. She's not that far off from being seated. Seated, I don't think. Like at the mm-hmm. slams, because I think she's like forty something in the world right now so okay. if she can if she can put together a couple a couple wins in asia maybe vulture one of these tiny ass tournaments somewhere she right. could she could mess around and be seated come the australian open yeah so i think i think that's what she needs to, to look at and focus on right now is just trying to get some wins together get enough points so her ranking come the end of the year is not as low as it currently is right yeah she's she's ranked 42 right now okay well, on the other hand, you know, um, still a great tournament for her making it to the women's doubles final. That's still pretty cool. Um, so that's good. At least she's getting some wins. She's getting some more money. She's, you know, at least it's something. Right. I know she would. I know she would still like to have the singles wins, of course, but um, doubles wins are great too. Yeah, she's gonna keep trying. She's gonna she's gonna keep trying. She'll she'll be she'll still be out here for a while. Yeah. Seriously. She's only like what, she she just turned thirty, I think, this year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Which she, she'll be fine. Oh my god, that's 
crazy to me. But anyway, ugh. <laughs> um, I have you know Sloan Stevens losing first round to Kalinskaya. Um, this is Sloan's eighth first round loss at a major and her third since winning at the U.S. Open two years ago. Um, her first this was her first match back with Kamal Murray. Uh, so we can't expect magic to happen overnight. Um, but at the same time, this has not been a great season for Sloan at all. Um, no titles. The quarterfinals at Roland Garros were her best slam result this year. Um, semifinals in Madrid were her best result, period. And um, she's out of the top 10. So, you know, not particularly remarkable this year. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think Sloan's won a title since she won Miami last year. Yeah, right. She won Miami last year. That was her. That was her last That's title, correct. and her last final was the WTA finals last October. So she hasn't mm-hmm. made a final this year. No, she has not. Yeah, it's it's not it's not been great. But I mean, hopefully, you know, Kamal can get her together for Asia or something because if she plays, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's playing. She was on uh, Instagram Live with uh, Taylor Townsend, and she was talking about how she's going to wear her hair in braids when she gets to Asia because she doesn't mm. feel like doing it or whatever. Hell yeah. Um, you know, and she's always, I mean, she's never been super duper consistent, but, uh, you know, she did show much more consistency in 2018 with Kamal Murray, so hopefully yeah. she can get some of that back. Definitely, because uh, after she she won the U.S. Open, then she came through, won Miami, made the French Open final, and um, even in even for the rest of the 2018, she did French Open final. She lost the Canada final and the WTA finals. Right. But then after that, she dropped Kamal, and just everything else dropped with him. Mm mm mm. Um, well, she learned her lesson clearly because they're back together. Um, I I have Allison Riss defeating Muguruza first round. Um, Garbine is on a three-match losing streak going back to Wimbledon first round, and she's out of the top 25. Um, I wasn't surprised at that loss at all. I just... Um, I'm just... I'm not surprised at the loss. I'm just surprised at her career. Yeah. I understand that. It's very it's very jarring when you look when you look at her stats and what right. she's won, who right. she's defeated to win these mm-hmm. titles mm-hmm. and where she is now. Right. It's it's kind of it, it's it throws you off a bit. Two slams, seven titles overall, former world number 1. But then you look at her now and it's like where did all that come from? How did that happen? Right. And where is it? Where is it now? I don't I just don't I I don't know. It's just very odd to me. She she went she went three straight seasons making it, you know, a slam final. She made the Wimbledon final in 2015. Right. right. Won the French in 2016, won Wimbledon in 2017 and then Right. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's... She uh I don't know. I, I guess, I guess she's trying, but whatever whatever she's doing is not working. I'm she's 
switching her, you know, getting a new coach and everything now. So I guess hopefully that works for her. But yeah, it's back to the drawing board for her. And you can see, like, if you watch her, where it's kind of affected her now. She doesn't have, she always had this certain moxie about her mm-hmm. uh, and a certain way that she carried herself on court, which is one of the reasons that I, you know, I wasn't going to, like, stand her or anything, but um, when she was winning titles and got to number one and everything like that, I was like, okay, well, this girl, you know, she can really boss up and do this for a while until Serena comes back or whatever. And then that's not what happened at all. And, uh, it's just it's just kind of tough to watch, honestly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully she hopefully she figures it out. Cause I hate I I really do hate to see these the the women who make it to number one and then like completely fall apart. Right. Cause that's that seems to be what happened to her. Cause she was winning. She won her those two slams. She got mm-hmm. to number one after Wimbledon. Or like, but right before the U.S. Open that year, or something like that, or maybe no, I think she got the number one in the fall that year. Whatever, whenever it was that the ranking changed hands like eight times that year. But uh, she got to number one, and then it was nothing. Like she held that ranking for like four weeks, I think, and it's been down here ever since. since. Yeah, yeah. I Oh, you know, the only time I ever enjoyed seeing a player get to number one and then, like, really struggle for whatever reason, and I don't have anything against her, but, like, back when Ivanovich got the number one ranking in 08, for whatever reason, I really, really, like, I don't, I just remember laughing my ass off when she struggled at Wimbledon right after she won the French. Like, I I don't know why, but it was so entertaining to me. Um... But, you know, again, nothing against her. That was a long time ago. I was much younger and probably much pettier then. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't enjoy seeing the girls get to that ranking and then, like, completely just lose it all together. It's not. It's right. Not, it doesn't look good. And you're right. And just mainly because it just, it for whatever reason, it shouldn't, but for whatever reason, it makes the entire tour just look bad. Because right. everybody always wants to shit on the WTA. Right. Because of, you know, their inconsistency or because of, you know, whatever the case may be. And you see, you know, so many different women ascend to the top ranking and right. not be able to not be able to handle it up there. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just it's disappointing. The girls are always good if they can get in that, you know, that 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 two to eight little swing in there if they can get in there and stay then they're usually pretty good they can stay right there but if they get to number one they kind of panic it's it's very mm-hmm. it's it's very difficult to be the number one player in the world and and hold on to that and everything that comes along with that and uh you know i think i think more of the girls are realizing that now but at the same time it that doesn't mean that they can handle it any better right um, it's still really tough. We don't ever, you know, it would probably be the same way on the men's side if we didn't have them top three players just, you know, holding on to it forever and ever and fucking forever. Um, right. You know, but eventually we'll probably see the same shit over on that side, but then they'll claim it's something else and not depth and, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, yeah, the men haven't seen a, a different number one since like Marat Safin, right? Oh my god! Like, how long ago was that? That was quite some time ago. Seriously, oh I think my god. I, and I think I think Andy Roddick was the last was the last non Big Three member to be year end number one. 
That was in 03. My goodness. We were in elementary school. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Um, I don't this it's annoying. We'll talk about that later. Um I have Ludinovich defeating Kerber. Here goes another one right here. Um, Kerber is 25 and 15 this year. Zero titles, a four-match losing streak stretching back to the Wimbledon second round. Um, yeah, I mean, that's another one of them girls Serena donated a title to, and she hasn't done anything since. Mm. It's, uh, it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. Like, what in the world? I'm going to have to go back to calling her mash peas. I, I had stopped for a while. You know, she got these three slam titles. I said, okay, let me put some respect on her name, but nope. It's real. It's, you know, it's, her career has been very funny. It's been very funny. Uh, you know, I... <sighs> I don't like saying players have overachieved, but... No, she is certainly, certainly overachieved. Nobody expected Angelique Kerber to win three slams and be world number one. 2016 was very good to her. Oh, my God. What a trolling ass season. Um, mm. Y'all don't... It's just weird now because, like... You know, even before she started winning slams, like she was, she was a mainstay in the top ten for about five years. Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, she can't come up with any kind of form. I don't know. It's weird. Like maybe, maybe she'll fuck around and win another one next year. It's like every other season type shit. That's a lot of these girls. Once, once the, all the pressure's off and nobody's looking at them anymore, they can win something again. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I'm happy to talk about. Uh, Taylor Townsend defeating Hollop and making the fourth round at, at the U.S. Open. That's really good. That was a lot of fun. It was very fun watching her. Uh, it was. Have her have this run. It was, it was very fun. And I hope she continues to trend upwards because... Oh, my God. Her game is a lot of fun to watch, and she really it deserves it. it. It would be it'd be really cool. That match with Hollop was a lot of fun, though. She's really so she's that. so entertaining to watch playing that way. You know, she's really executing and and competing with these top players. It's it's really fun to watch. She's up thirty three spots, thirty three spots to number eighty three in the world. So if she can maintain that through next year, she's got direct entry. She doesn't have to worry about qualifying again like she had to do this U.S. Open. I mean, you know, it's just. The doors are there to be opened if she can continue to open them from here. Yeah, nah, um, I really hope she does. This her serving volley, her serving volley tennis was is insane to watch. Like she in that Hallop match, she made it to the net over a hundred times. Good God Almighty. That is like that's, you don't see that on tour. No, you don't. You don't and see it's, it on tour anymore. And it's way different now than it was back when that was, you know, a mainstay on the tours. Exactly. Like, like now it's it's completely different. I mean, all that sprinting back and forth like that, and then people have the nerve to say she's not fit. Right, and that's and that was one that was one of my biggest takeaways from this tournament too. It just it's just proof that her fitness is not 
her problem. The fitness, her fitness not is issue. not why. Yeah. Her fitness is not why she loses matches at all. No. Like she never once looked like she couldn't hang out there. Like she was right. too tired or just right. like no cramping, nothing like that. And that was great for me to see. I was very happy to see that because all these years, people talking about her size and how she, you know, she can't do it because of her shape and all this kind right. of stuff. And that's a bunch of bullshit. Right. Yeah, I'm real. I'm really happy for her. That's a. It was a good showing. Really was. Um, Venus. Venus looked healthier for her two matches. Um, I hated the fact that she still ended up losing points because, right. you know, last year she lost in the third round and this year it was the second round, but um, she looked better than she's looked in a while. Um, she's popping the serve a little bit. Uh, she whipped that girl's whole ass in the first round and then actually gave Vigilina quite a match in the second round. It was very competitive. It so, was. Um, yeah, I mean, that was good to see. Will she play the fall? Probably. I think she'll be there. So Serena's the one that's in doubt. Venus, she, yeah. she, she's good for showing up. She did not last year, though. Well, Venus was kind of banged up last year. True. So hopefully she's... I think she's feeling better. Um, of course, she's always, you know, the um, the sister who sticks around even when she's out of the event and she's stuck around for Serena and watched her right. matches and stuff. <laughs> and also, um, I, think, um, I think Venus would want to try to go grab some points this fall true because she needs she definitely needs to um i i i know you know her ranking is low and all that and she hasn't particularly played the fed cup ties to qualify for the olympics next year but um i'm sorry this is a four-time gold medalist uh one-time silver medalist uh the 2000 singles champion when she whipped everybody's ass um, we're gonna just go ahead and put her in the draw. I don't give a fuck if she's qualified or not. For real. It's this is the 2020 Olympics, okay? Do you know how many times she's played the Olympics? Let's just go ahead and put her in the draw. She's earned it. That's gonna be that that that's gonna be a real interesting uh time when everybody's trying to qualify for for the team. Because oh, I think the cutoff, the cutoff is during early. during the clay. I think Rome is the last Rome is the last event that'll go that'll that'll go towards the rankings for the Olympics. It's gonna get real ugly. And the thing is, like, this is probably the best US girls lineup that we've had since the Sydney Olympics in two thousand. <laughs> like I mean you have you have both Williams sisters still, then you have Madison Keys is playing well, you have Sloan, you have Kennan, you have you know, like it's I mean it's a it's they're looking pretty good. Honestly. Mm -hmm. So um somebody ain't gonna make it. But it ain't gonna be Venus. <laughs> um what do we make of Naomi Osaka's fourth round showing while defending her maiden slam title? Uh I'm a little I'm a little bit disappointed, but at the same time, I really feel like it's not that big of a that big of a deal for her. Right. Like I still I feel like she's she'll be perfectly fine. This is not her trending downward. She lost the bench it to she has trouble against anyway, and mm -hmm. Bench is just you know she's a really good player. So, right. um, 
I'm just I'm I don't I don't take too much from this loss for Naomi at all. I mean, the only th- the on, the only thing really that's upsetting me about this loss is the fact that because she lost in the fourth round, she lost her number one ranking to Barty. That's annoying to me. Who also lost in the fourth round? Yeah. So, Barty, Barty Pushkova and Osaka all lost in the fourth round, but Barty and Pushkova are now ranked higher than Osaka. I am still so confused about what Pliskova has done to get anywhere near the number one ranking in 2019. Like a Brisbane title can get you number one. That's all it takes is a Brisbane and a Rome. Australian Open semi. But after that, I don't know. She hanging around. She hanging around. But um, yeah, Barty being back at number one is kind of irritating. Like, seriously, Barty made it to the round of 16, but she didn't look good at all for this entire... No, she did not. Those, those, all four of those matches, she just didn't look... And she got, she got boxed out by Wang Chang, okay? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's very, I don't know. It's a hot potato. It has been for a while. It's fine. Um, okay, well, here we go. The next name on here is Serena. Um, Wait, before, I... we get into, before we get into Serena, before okay. we get into Serena in this tragedy, let's talk about Coco Goff real quick. Okay, okay, yeah, Coco. She, another, uh, another slam main draw, and she made it to the third round. And it was a lot of fun to watch. That second round with Babosh was very good. Enjoyed that match from start to finish. And uh, that third round with Osaka... She got blitzed, but I'm glad she got blitzed because she's 15 years old. Osaka was, you know, she was world number one top seed defending champ. Like, That's absolutely you, what should happen. That's what should right, happen. Right, like, yeah. you you shouldn't be out here, you know, losing or really getting pushed around by a 15-year-old. You know, you right. did what you're supposed to do. Right. And uh, that moment they had after the match was so nice. And, it was. Um, yeah, I got... I already like, you know, really like Naomi Osaka, but I have even more respect for her as a, a person and a player now after that. It was it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was good. Like, it was good self-awareness, too, to be in that moment and realize, you know, like, hey, like, you know, I know the crowd was rooting for this girl, so let me let her have her right. moment, too, you know? I thought that was really, that was really awesome on her part. Yeah, that was great. Okay, now okay. we can get into... Serena motherfucking Williams. I um I I'm actually I've kind of had trouble processing. I haven't had this much trouble processing something since Prince died. Um I've just kind of been like like did that really happen? Like again, you know, cuz I really I really really thought this was the one and I was I was like super convinced. I wasn't I wasn't even like that nervous. Uh, on Saturday, like, I was fine. Like, I was like, okay, she's, this is it right here. This is the moment. Like, she's not letting this slip away from her again. She's gonna come out here and play some tennis. Uh, this, this is the lady that I stand. She's been playing well this tournament. Like, and she's finally looking, really, really looking like Serena again. Um, um, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I, you know, her nerves, I think her nerves st- still kept her from playing her best. Um, she was really, I felt like she was mostly in control of that first set, but she was pressing a lot, um, too much, really. And that was causing her to make a lot of unforced errors. Um, but where the fuck was the serve? That's what I need to know. Where is the serve in Asia already? MIA, it, it abandoned her after that first game because she was doing, she was going fine in that first game. Then she lost that. She lost the, her first service game from 40 15 up and she let, she fell apart. Never had a she, lead? Not once. Ah. I don't know. I, I, that first, I knew that first game was going to be very important because it is. She, Really, she needs these first few games to settle into these matches. I think she needs to be the one to hold and break first. Like, right. when when she when she these players break her before you know she gets it going, she right. gets she she's in her, she's in her head too much. All right, and um, I, it's 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 messing her up, messing her up big time. And that's actually a trend, you know. Like, she's been like getting broken, and then it just all goes downhill from there. I I don't know, man. It was, I I just don't understand how the serve just did not show up ever at all at any point. I don't, and she was going big on the serve too, but it just, she wasn't making it. And then she was calling, um, there were a lot of lets, like a lot of lets. And then, you know, she would miss the next one. But there were, like, she was she was clipping the net a lot. A lot. A lot for that whole entire match. Like, all the serves that were landing in were clipping the tape. It was... I don't know. If the serve has shown up at any point, we could be talking about a completely different result at this point. Because off the ground, I mean, she wasn't Serena Serena, the Grand Slam final Serena that we're used to, but it was still far better than any of the other three finals that she's played since she had Olympia. So off the ground, it was manageable. You know, like I feel like with the serve and those ground strokes, she still could have won the match. It would have been tight and ugly maybe, but she still could have won. But the serve just just never, ever, ever showed up. And especially when she needed it, you know, at the end of that set, if she could have maybe broken at five all and then served out that set, if she would have mm-hmm. blitzed that third set, like it just it just never showed up. It's it's disappointing. It is. It's very disappointing. But the, for this, the day of, I I I don't know why, but it just it it was weighing on me for the entire day. Like I felt like I was gonna be sick. <laughs> so when the really? match actually started. Really, when the match actually started, I thought, you know, maybe I would be able to calm down, settle in or whatever. But then she lost that first service game. And it was just, it was, I was on pins and needles for the entire time. Went down 4-1 and I just turned it off. I couldn't take it. Seriously. Then I looked at the scoreboard. You know, I looked at Twitter and I saw people freaking out like, like, oh my God, like, is she really doing this right now? And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, did we just get destroyed? And then I look at the scoreboard and I see that she fighting her way back. And I'm like, oh God. Still didn't turn that shit on though because she wasn't about to mess with me. She destroyed herself. Like, I mean, you know, Bianca played well, but she didn't do anything like super duper spectacular. She showed up and played the way you should play in the Grand Slam final. Hit the ball in the court. Yep. Seriously, but um shout out to um Andrescu. She has had a very good year. Woo, Chile. What a what a season. 
Seriously, she's top season. five now. She's top five now. She won Indian Wells. She won Canada. Just won the U.S. Open. And imagine if she had been injured during the clay. Imagine. Oh my like, goodness. Wow. Woo. Seriously, it's good. I, I, I'm really looking forward to watching her in Shenzhen because there she's facing nothing but top ten players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see her uh, fight through that. I like her. I liked her before this. I've liked her since Indian Wells, and I will continue to like her after this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a great girl. She's a good player. She's uh, She brings the heat. She brings the competitive fire that I like to see. Um, yeah, I like her. Um, I don't know. She... Yeah, I'm just going to support her when she's not playing Williams, basically. Uh, but, you know, like, it's, I mean, it's really great. Like, she's the first Canadian slam champ, so. And that is, uh, that's hilarious to me because. It is. You had Jeannie Bouchard, you got Milos Raonic, like, what the who? fuck? Who? Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody cares about them now. Like, that's she came, she came out of nowhere. She was, like, outside the top 100 when the year I mean, started. What a year. What a year. And now she's top five. My goodness. I can understand, like, when she kept asking, like, is this real life? Like, for real? Like, is it? Because, my goodness, what a year. And you it's going to be, it's going to be. expect that. It's going to be interesting to see her next year, too, because there's a whole chunk of the season where she was injured and she couldn't play. So she's, exactly. she's going to be picking up points right there. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, so I think, um, I think we'll be seeing her for, for a while. Um, um, unless she gets to number one, then she'll just fall apart like the rest of these girls, apparently. Because, my God, they get the number one and forget how to play tennis. You know, I don't think she's going to do that. I think she's she seems different to me. I would hope not. I think if she gets there, she'll be able to deal with it. Um. Meanwhile, uh... Do we we talked about this off air, but do we think Serena is gonna play this fall swing? I don't think she's going to. I really wish she would, but I don't think she's going to. We we're not gonna see her again until Auckland. I'm so annoyed by that thought. Um it's been she's been doing this since what, twenty fifteen? Mm-hmm. Um and it's worked once. So yeah, especially uh, now, like, cause she's she's not she's not injured, she's very fit right now. I think it would do her some good to to play this fall. I mean, this is this was what like her maybe her third or fourth event that, of the year that she actually completed. Like, girl, go play some tennis. You haven't played. Yeah, I don't know. And then you know, like, I you know, I know she probably doesn't really want to play Shenzhen because, you know, not having a slam, she doesn't feel like she should be there necessarily because, I mean, I the last time she played YAC without having a slam was, what, 2004? I mean, it's been so long. So mm-hmm. um, she's not used to doing that. But at the same time, like, girl, you qualified. And, like, you know, we were talking about the other day, like, you go to that tournament and it's the top eight players in the world. You beat all of them. That gives you every bit of confidence you need that when you get to a slam final, you see one of them across the net, you can still beat their ass. And that's what she needs to know right now. 
is that she can beat any one of these girls' ass in a final. If it's the semifinals or any round before that, she has no doubt. But when she gets to a final, it's a problem. So we need to solve that. And the only way to solve that is to play other tournaments and win them before we get to a slam and have all this pressure. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong and she's not going to listen to me no way because she hates me. So, um, you know, maybe I should just say the opposite of what's right. Um, <laughs> hmm. But anyway, you know, congrats to Andrescu. Um, I wish you well, girl, in all the tournaments that Williams is not entered in. Um, got anything else on the women? Uh... Nope. Okay. Well, let's move on to the man. First up is your boy, Steph. Uh, another first round loss. Um, he's, oh. five. <laughs> he's, he's five and seven since that loss to uh, Vavrinka at the French Open. And 0 oh and 4 from the Washington semifinals on. He lost to Kyrgios in the semifinal and has not won a match since. Um, what does this mean, if anything, for him? Oh, I don't. I don't think this is gonna have any kind of great, you know, weight on him or the rest of his results for the year or for the rest of his career or whatever. I think he'll be fine. Seriously, he'll. I think he'll get. He'll get it back together. Come come to fall. I really look forward to seeing him at the the ATP finals. I do too, and you know what? Because of the um, the whole thing that goes on, whatever it is, the love hate relationship between he and Medvedev, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that Medvedev getting all the way to that final and damn near winning it will inspire him. That would be good. Yeah, because I would like to see them play each other some more. Because I'm tired of all this nice shit. So um, <laughs> uh, I would I would like to see them play each other some more, and you know, in some big finals. I would love to see it. Yeah. It'll definitely be a lot of fun, seriously. Because I'm definitely now a Medvedev fan. After Woo! These, I told after you. After these two weeks, I'm a I fan. I told you. I told you. That's my boy. I, I don't. It's. It started for me early in the summer, and I said, you know what? This dude can play, and then he just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And I'm. It's. It's very impressive. I'm gonna get to that later because I got some stats on that <laughs> on that dude. Um, Okay, so here's something. This is new. I'm introducing it. It's called Clown Take. And here's my clown take. Um, I had Roberto Bautista Agut in the semifinals, and he lost first round. Okay, same. Um, so, clown take. <laughs> uh, I, that, that made me look real bad. That pretty much ruined my men's draw right there from the start. Um, I did not expect that he would lose first round, but... I mean, I guess it's not that surprising. I don't know. That um, the the bottom half of that draw, you know, Sans Rafa was like a just mess. wide open for everybody yeah. to try yeah. to fight their way through. So, and they um, did. Yeah, they did. It was fun. It was fun to watch. It was. Um, you have Wawrinka defeating Novak uh, by retirement. So this yeah. is Novak's sixth major retirement. I have the list. 05 and 06, Roland Garros. 07, Wimbledon. 09, 
uh, Straight Open, that was the one that I really enjoyed because he was playing Andy Roddick, and I was like, yes! Yeah. Um, <laughs> 2017 Wimbledon, which I had completely forgotten about. And I then, yeah, I don't, I remember it all. And then now this one. Um, and when you, I mean, you stack that up against the other greats in the game and how few retirements, if any, they have at major tournaments. Um, it's not the greatest look. He kind of had a reputation for that early on in his career because, like I said, mm -hmm. within those 05, 06, 07, he, he did it a lot. Um, so... You know, I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's different now. He's at a different stage in his career. He's in his thirties, and he has to be much more careful in managing his his injuries and stuff like that. I didn't realize that the injury was that bad for him to uh, retire from the match. I thought, if anything, you know, he was going to lose, but he was going to finish the match. It was surprising right. to me that he cut and that's it because off. he he started he got treatment on his shoulder in the second round, but. He, you know, throughout that match, it still looked like he was, you know, hitting his backhand and everything fine. Right. And then we get to the third round, and he played that match with not a single problem. So I'm saying, I'm thinking, like, okay, this, his shoulder must be fine. And then they, I saw a report that said something about the doctor saying his shoulder is fine and, like, you know, didn't really find anything wrong with it, mm -hmm. you know, outside of whatever discomfort he might be feeling or whatever. They didn't see anything major as a problem. But then we get to this fourth round, and loses those two tight those first two tight sets and retires early in the, in the third it's very surprising i don't know it was weird and this i mean honestly this was not even you know peak stan like at all but you know stan is usually a tough match for novak um and he's he's one of the very few players on the tour who can hit novak off the court right. so um you know, I knew it was going to be a trouble match, but I just didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, I had a feeling Stan would win the match, but I didn't think it would be like that. Right. You have Grigor Dimitrov beating Roger Federer and making the semifinals out of nowhere. Out of absolutely nowhere. 78 in the world. I mean, a few weeks before that, he had lost to a player ranked outside the top 400 in the world. And here he is in the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Tell me, tennis, tennis, it, it can change on a dime. Tennis is crazy, man. And he it started with that second round walkover that he got over Torich. I guess he said, you know what? Let me go ahead <laughs> and get these coins. Because, uh, you know, he beat Damonar and then he came back from two sets to one down to be uh, fed in five. Um it was a good showing. He played some good tennis. And it was nice to see because he has the talent, he has the ability, and it's been very frustrating to see him these past couple of seasons struggle the way he has. But um, hopefully this is going to bring him out of whatever that was. Yes. I need this to be a turning point for him. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope he can build on it. Uh, it's very cool to see him make this run, especially that win over Federer. Yeah. And he's, he's very entertaining to watch, too, you know? Um, Matteo Berrettini making the semifinals as well. Okay. That was my dog, one of them. He loves, <laughs> <laughs> he loves to make noise when I'm recording. Uh, but anyway, Berrettini made the semifinals. Um, this dude made his top 100 debut in March of 2018. 
and then made his top 50 debut in February of this year. And um, he could have been inside the top 10 if he had made the final, but he's inside the top 15 now. I mean, it's, it's a huge and very quick rise up the rankings for him. Um, he beat Rublev, who had taken out Tsitsipas, and then he beat Monfils, who was playing pretty well. Um, yeah, so that was, I mean, that was a really good showing to see some, and it's always nice to see some different names uh, in those latter rounds on the men's side, especially. Yeah, especially when they're young. Yeah. That was good. This is the, so Berrettini has now made the second week at two straight slams because he lost in the round of 16 at Wimbledon. So we see if he, if he can be one of the guys that get a little, a little bit of a streak going there. See if he can do well in Australia. Hmm. Would be nice. Yeah. All right, now my boy, hashtag MedMen. Medvedev making his first major final. Um, he is 20 and 3 since Wimbledon. The Washington final, Montreal final, the Cincy title, and now the US Open final. Um, he's up to number four in the world this week. Uh, he beat Vavrinka, he beat Dimitrov, and then somehow from two sets to love down, managed to take Rafa Nadal to 6-4 in the fifth. Um, I was definitely watching. I did not watch the first two sets, but then when it got to the fifth, I said, oh, you know what? Let me turn the TV on. <laughs> um, I, I watched that match from beginning to end, and it was actually pretty good. Seriously. like Even though, even though he lost those first two sets, they were still you know pretty close sets. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, it's over. He's about to be out of gas, because I think he was down 5-3 yeah. in, the, in the third. Right. I think it was down like five, five, two, five, three, something like that. And I'm sitting here thinking, there's no way Medvedev can pull this out, which, you know, I completely understand because the man is gas. He has played a lot of tennis. So much tennis. But he managed to, to, to win those two sets and go deep in the fourth like that, or the fifth. And it was, uh, it was very fun to watch. It is really, I mean, because he was absolutely gas, but it's amazing what momentum and a win streak and and some confidence can really do for you because i mean that's what had him still playing the way he was playing and and manage and be able to manage to make it all the way to a fifth set um mm -hmm. uh, especially against someone like rafa who you know can make literally anybody tired in a, in a three out of five match so um i don't know it was it was crazy um, and I hope he can keep doing it. I look forward to seeing him in Australia. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool to have somebody else up there and to have them really challenge because nobody else really pinched Rafa until that final. Right. So it's good to see somebody get there and then not, you know, get completely uh, just run over because he also did get run over in that in the uh, the Canada final earlier in the summer, so um, I was I was interested in seeing what he was going to do to try to change that result to not you know get massacred again that way. Yeah, I, um, I really I really like after watching Medvedev this over the summer. I really like the way he plays. Like he he can be very defensive, but he can also turn on the aggression. Like when he, he sees the opportunity or when he really needs it. Right, and it, and it changes throughout the entire match. So it's um, 
I think he doing that. I think it like kind of disrupts his opponent's rhythm a bit. Yeah, he's so very sneaky. Um, yeah, I think it's a it, it's it's very interesting to watch him watch him play, and I think it's gonna be fun to watch him in London. And part of the you know you mentioned his like his movement and his defensive skills like. And I felt like, you know, a lot of the commentary during his matches was about this, but that man is 6'6". Six, 6'6", six. Six, six, and that blows my mind. He's the same height as Del Potro. Just, it doesn't... You don't feel that at all. No. I mean, no. he moves so well. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it is. I, I, the talent is there. Um, I also, you know, enjoyed, he kind of made himself the villain of sorts <laughs> um, <laughs> during this U.S. Open. But he, you know, he stated that it was a learning experience and he was trying to become better after all of it. But, I mean, that fueled him. So, you know, if he can, even if he's the underdog and everybody's rooting against him, he can find a way to win. It fuels him. So that's that's also good to see, honestly. He, does, he doesn't melt under that pressure. Yeah. Um... And then, of course, you have Rafa. This is major title number 19. Good Lord. Um, his This is insane. fourth U.S. Open title? Yes. Okay. Um, and like I said, he didn't get pinched until the final. Chilich managed to take a set off of him. But uh, it was one and two in the third and fourth sets after that. So the, whatever. Um we pretty much we all knew he was making the final because who was stopping him, you right? Know, in the bottom half, uh, I you know I figured the only person he would lose to in that final would be Novak, and then of course Novak didn't get anywhere near it. So, yeah, I I, I, had, I figured Novak and Rafa would make the final together, and I I had picked Rafa to win that match. I just for whatever reason I just his draw was too easy for him not to make it through, and then for him to get to the final, I. I just, I still haven't, I haven't felt like Novak has been playing very well at all for a while. Right. Um, so I just, I felt, I had, I felt like Rafa would have walked all over him in that, in that championship match. But um, he didn't have to. I, um, why is Rafa not number one? Uh, because he did not play at the end of last season. Okay, so he has points to gain. Yeah, he he has nothing but points to gain from here on out, I believe. Okay, because I was just like, I was like, okay, like, I mean, just slam results alone. You have right. Australian Open final, Roland Garros winner, and then Wimbledon semis again, and then winning the U.S. Open. I mean, that's that's a pretty right. strong year. Yeah. He um, he'll he'll probably end the year number one. Like just and just looking at this, he won. He just won his 19 slam, so he's one behind Federer now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is his fourth. This is his fourth U.S. Open. He's won more U.S. Opens this decade than anybody else, man or woman. Like it, it's kind of it's very surprising when you look at it for some people. Seriously, this shit is it, silly. It kind of it kind of puts things into what should be a bit more perspective for people who say he can't play off, you know, he's not good off of clay or whatever. Like, he's, he won more U.S. Opens this year than Roger Federer. He won more US, more U.S. Opens this year than Djokovic. Ooh. Like, Federer didn't win a U.S. Open uh, this decade. Like, Sure didn't. I mean, he won those five in a row. He ain't done nothing since. Nope. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's interesting. They, the the whole I don't I hate discussing the the men's goat debate or whatever because you really can make an argument for all three of those dudes. But it's it's things. It's are getting, Novak. <laughs> things are getting a little bit murkier when you know when it comes to people who want to just like flat out say it belongs to Federer. I, what was that? Uh, I I retweeted it, I think, but it was like the um, it was just it was only at the majors, but the top three's records against each other, and Roger mm-hmm. is ten and twenty against Rafa and Novak at the majors. Ten and twenty. How? Okay, I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm gonna let y'all think about it. I'm just gonna leave it there. Um, yeah, I got, I got the, I got the graphic right here in front of me. Federer yeah. is ten and twenty overall, six and ten versus Djokovic, and four and ten versus Nadal. Oh, that's ugly. Djokovic is sixteen and fifteen overall, ten and six versus Federer, six and nine versus Nadal. Rafa is nineteen and ten overall, ten and four versus Federer, nine and six versus Djokovic. <sighs> I um all of this is silly. Um they're all annoying. <laughs> um I'm I'm literally sick of all of them. I was so ready for Medvedev to win that match so I could act up and celebrate literally anybody else winning a slam other than those three players because I'm just exhausted. And I know I say it every time, but um I mean it every fucking time too. I'm exhausted. Yeah, it definitely would have been really, really nice to have somebody else win it. Hopefully, but hopefully this is, you know, hopefully we're trending in the in the right direction. Like, only one of the semifinalists this uh, here this year was in his thirties, so you know, positives. Yeah, it's it's getting there. You know, we got to skip over our generation, and now you know the. And that's why I was really after after. Dimitrov, after Dimitrov beat Federer, I was really pulling for him. I was like, you know what? I need Dimitrov to win the title now because he got to put on. He got to put on for this generation because they just got completely skipped over. You know, I in my head, I kind of figured he would be the one out of the players who were left at that point to really. I thought he would be the only one that could really test Rafa in a final. I would. I thought he was going to be the one, the only one that could really push him. Um, I definitely put. Prove me wrong, of course, but uh, yeah, I definitely thought like Dimitrov had the best shot out of those players right. to win it. I, I I agree, but and I didn't mean I didn't think that because of you know I thought less of Medvedev's ability. I just figured right. he would be too tired to right. really put up a fight in this match. Right. I thought Rafa would just be way too much for him, and some some way somehow he pushed that thing to five sets. I'm still like I still can't believe it. I know he's somewhere crazy. laid up. Enjoying a vacation right now. You know he's tired. Wow. You know he's tired. Oh my goodness. I wouldn't play for a while if I were him. No, for real. Kick, kick back on a beach somewhere and just chill. <sighs> well, you know, congrats to Rafa or whatever. Title <laughs> number nineteen. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm really ready to go outside. Um. But yeah, you know, title number 19 and um, ultimately y'all are all chasing behind Serena anyway, so there's that. 
Yep. I wish she would pull away again. I'm, I'm no, yelling all they, too fucking they, they close. Getting, they getting too damn close. They get too close, and it's getting on my nerves. Seriously, I need her to, to, to get it together. While these niggas still pulling up like this. I got time um, uh, okay, we didn't address this. I want to. Di- I know. I know. We don't want to talk about Serena anymore. But like, why? Why didn't she wear the cat suit in the final? I don't Man. understand. I don't know. I, I just. I, I. I don't know. Like she I would lost like, to like ask seven her. games in three matches with that outfit on. And how do you not show just, up for the final with it? That's just she. You know, because she t- likes to talk about how she's not superstitious or whatever. And so I guess she wanted to wear the purple for whatever reason. I don't know. I have no clue. Like, When did she stop being superstitious? Because I remember a Serena who used to shower in the same stall at the Australian Open every single tournament every year. Where, 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 where is she? What happened like, to her? I remember when Serena, you, you know, she changes ends. On the opposite side. And always have to shake the umpire's hand first yeah <laughs> like, it was a lot bring it all back you know i i swear i'm telling you i swear i feel like she put on the purple to try to prove that you know just just to try to say like it wasn't the cat suit that was you know getting her these wins or whatever which i mean in all you know actuality of course it wasn't but the confidence that that outfit could have given her exactly like buy into it, buy into it. Yeah, I'm winning because I'm wearing this fucking cat suit. Put it on again and win some more. Like, come on. And that, I mean, that oh. much ass looking like that is a distraction for anybody. Hello, like this. <laughs> go ahead, you know, play to your strengths. Okay, I don't, I don't get it. I was very disappointed, and everybody, like everybody, was on Twitter going, "You better go back in that room and change." <laughs> Like everyone was saying, you better go back and change. What are you doing with that purple on? And I thought for a second, and it was me and like Jason, we were like, wait a minute, is it a purple cat suit? Because I've been asking for a purple cat suit, but then it wasn't. So, you know, there we go. I don't know. Hopefully we see, hopefully we see more Serena this year. But um, if not, then you know. Actually, in, okay, specify. We want to see Serena. We want to see Serena on court, not at New York Fashion Week, not on Instagram. Um, not at the beach, not uh on the talk show, not on HSN. We want to see her actually Hello? on the tennis court. Okay, we have to specify there. Well, uh, do we want to do power rankings? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for the women, I have Andrescu at number one, of course. Serena at number two. I have. Benchich at number three, um, taking out the, well, at the time, the world number one, Osaka, and defending champion. Um, even if Osaka was injured or whatever, it's still, that's still a pretty big scalp at a major. Um, as Vitalina at number four, and because I had to go all the way back to the fourth round of the tournament to find a fifth person, I put Taylor Townsend at number five because she played a great tournament. Okay. Um, I have uh, Andrescu number one, Serena number two, Svitolina number three, because this is her second straight uh, semi. Oh, damn. I forgot about that. Straight, second straight slam semi. So um, I think she's riding high. Uh, Benchage at number four, because she she looked like she finally worked her way back. Uh, and I have Osaka at number five, because 
I like I said earlier, I feel like that fourth round loss really isn't that big of a won't be that big of an issue for her. Even though Barty and you know and Pliskova are ranked higher than her now, Barty just got back to number one. I still feel like they're really not going to do much for the rest of the year. It's acceptable. I feel the same way about Barty for sure. Um, men's side, I have Roth at number one, Medvedev at two, Berrettini at three. I put Wawrinka at four because I felt like it very well could have been him in that final. Um, you know, but he met a very informed Medvedev. So, uh, and then I have Dimitrov at number five, which I was, I was kind of skeptical about putting him at number five just because, you know, like he doesn't have any other results to back that one up. But at the same time, it's the power rankings and he played really well. So, yeah. And my list is exactly the same. Whoop! Look at that twin. <laughs> exactly the same. Well, um, yeah, I guess we're coming to the end of our recap episode. It was um, kind of painful. Uh, hopefully, we won't be in so much pain the next time we have to do one of these. <laughs> I don't. No, I but for real, yeah, as much as as much as I as much as I hate to say it, um, I think the U.S. Open this year was the best out of the four slams. Oh my god! I'm you know I'm not gonna say anything about that. I'm I'm gonna let you have that. Um, because I'm telling you, I think I had more fun and there were better matches and everything throughout these two weeks than we got at Wimbledon and in Paris and in Melbourne. The bar is pretty low. I mean, only Melbourne was actually even competing. So right, you're right. Wimbledon was quite forgettable. Ugh, and then the French is just always just whatever. Yuck. Um, well, anyway, you know, continue to rate and subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts and, you know, wherever. We're there. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, the show Twitter is at Hold Your Ponytails. My personal Twitter account is at Hey Steady Baby. I am now relocked it. By the way, I was open for the entire U.S. Open, but that is uh that is come to an end. I'm relocked it. I don't trust y'all. Um, <laughs> uh, I have to protect myself. Everybody's out here getting deleted and shit, so um, I'm relocked it. But you know, go ahead and send a follow request, and I might, you know, allow. Um, I'm at I'm Nels. My Twitter account is wide open for everybody to see. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I've been suspended a couple of times. I might need to lock myself away. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, locked it is where it's at. Lock, locking and muting people. I, I got so many people muted. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, anyway, still follow me. It's fine. I'm fine. Uh, but anyway, you know, uh, I guess we'll maybe try to get some a couple more one one or two more episodes in like before the end of the season maybe you know like around the end with YC in the World Tour Finals I know we didn't do that last year but we're we're doing better things this year we're trying to be yeah. better about our shit so uh, we'll try to get a couple more episodes in at the very least one more 
Um, but until then, we'll talk to y'all next time. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Peace. What did I say? You didn't hear?